0: What's up, everybody? Um, We're back at it again. And we're going to talk about... Woman King. I never knew that, you know, so many people could be brainwashed and not look at the history. (laughs) At Woman King. I mean, I did a video before about this. I'll do it again. Okay. Historical accuracy is the regiment of the female fighters in the movie based on an actual group of female Dahomey warriors. Yes, the Dahomey, the Warrior King, true story confirms that the all-female military regiment existed and was called the Ajomi or Mino or Our Mothers. They were referred to as the Dahomey Amazons by Western Europeans who wrote about them, on obvious nod to the fierce female warriors in Greek mythology. The Ajoi, the Agojoi existed for much of the kingdoms of Dahomey's existence, 1600 to 1904, forming either sometime during King Haug- Haugabajah's reign, 1645 to 1685, or in the early 1700s. French slaver Jean-Pierre Talbot observed them at the Dahomeyan port of Pudia in 1725, they made their first appearance in written history in 1729. One theory is that the creation of an all female military regiment became necessary due to the high number of casualties the kingdom was suffering in conflicts with neighboring West African states. In the least, this, ex- this seems to explain the exp- expansion under King Gezo, portrayed by John Borgia. From the hundreds to the thousands, another theory suggests the Agoji. Origins can be traced to Dahomey's skilled female hunters who operated in teams known as uh, Gibeto. Alright. I mean, I feel like I have to do this again. I really don't, but I got to.
1: Alright.
0: Keep going. I'm going to keep going. Alright. The Gibeto. Okay. Later, the Gibeto evolved into Dahomey Amazons, Agoli, after they were initially recruited for a palace guard unit in the early 1700s, okay, possibly under the reign of Queen Hagbi of 1708 to 1711. This makes some sense, given that the men were forbidden from being in the palace precincts while the Dahomey women were not, okay. Is Viola character Nanisca based on a real Dahomey warrior? In the movie Nanisca, Viola Davis is the general of Yagoji, Dahomey Amazons. While she appears to be almost fictional, entirely fictional, French naval officer Jean Baul who visited the region in December 1889, wrote of watching a teenage recruit named Nanisca, who had not yet killed anyone. He describes her approaching a young prisoner sitting bound in a cap in a basket. Lanniska took her sword in both hands and swung three times, almost entirely decapitating the prisoner. She then cut the remaining bit of flesh that held his held the head to the trunk, and squeezed the blood off her weapon and swallowed it. While Viola Davis' character is much older, it's possible her name was inspired by the teenage Lanniska, the French officer observed. While conducting the Woman King fact-check, we learned that Viola's character was significantly fictionized when compared to the real-life female generals of Dahomey. For example, General She-Dong Hongbei, depicted in the image below, commanded the Ojoli during the least part of the reign of King Gezo, portrayed by John Borgia. In 1851, She-Dong Hongbei led an army of 6,000 Dahomey warriors against the Igba Fortress of Ebiokta in order to obtain slaves for the homie slave trade. The battle took its toll on ajoli Their swords, spears, and bows were largely ineffective against Ibga's European cannons. Only about one thousand two hundred Ajoli warriors survived the lengthy battle. Her actions contradict the anti slavery stance of Aniska in the movie. This is what I'm saying, man. I mean these people, if you read it, they're not heroes. They are not heroes. These women were trained killers to... They killed fellow blacks and sold them to Europeans. Okay? Now we learn learning that Aniska was really, you know, someone made up of fiction compared to the real-life general. Did the kingdom of the homie participate in slavery and slave trading? In answering the question, how accurate is the woman king? We learned that in real life, the Dahomey are much more the villains than heroes. The kingdom of Dahomey was bloodthirsty society bent on conquest. It was customary for the Dahomey to return home with the rotting heads and genitals of those they killed in battle. Okay. They conquered neighboring African states and took their citizens and slaves, selling many into the Atlantic slave trade in exchange for items like rifles, tobacco, and alcohol. So you know when they get those guns, they're more efficient killers and are stronger than other neighboring tribes. You know that. That's how they expanded. You have the bigger stick, you're going to win against other people with other sticks that are not as big as yours. All right? Many of the slaves they sold ended up in America. They also kept some slaves for themselves to work on royal plantations. The business of slavery is what brought the homie most of its wealth. For them, it very much came down to either enslave others or become enslaved yourself. The Ajoli women warriors fought in the slave raids along with the male fighters. Alright, so the males, you know, the males were also fighting in this. There are accounts of the homie Wars conducting slave raids on villages where they cut the heads off of the elderly and ripped the bottom jaw bones off others. During their raids they burned the villages to the ground so that those who they, who they let live, including the children, were taken captives and sold as slaves. The movie strategically downplays this part of the homie's history. So as to not complicate the story with the truth. Okay, this these people are monsters. They, they're not. They, they, these people are not human beings. Then these are animals. All right. Each year in Dahomey, roughly 500 slaves and criminals were mass-executed in large-scale human sacrifices during religious ceremonies of a festival known as the Annual Customs of Dahomey. Most were sacrificed by way of decapitation, a method of killing widely used by Dahomey kings. The 1725 Annual Customs of the Dahomey Ceremony reportedly saw as many as 4,000 people sacrificed. Human sacrifices... These are heroes? And these aren't just women here either. These are men here as well. Just to show you. So you're celebrating homicidal slave-trading maniacs. Women are going to have inflated egos over this movie about brutal murderous slavers. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Black women won't mind. They basically... They yeah, are basically like this today. <laughs> um, some are, but the sad thing is, what's really scary is the fact that uh, when times get really rough, they won't mind, you know, trying to hunt down black men and put them in plantations for crazy racist white supremacists. Mark my words, they will do it. They will do it. Okay. Black women still doing human sacrifices by... It. Yeah, yeah, abortion is human sacrifice. They won't tell you that, but it, it's really human sacrifice. Abortions. And you wonder why some of these women get mental problems. They can't have children anymore. It, it really messes them up because it's human sacrifice. Okay, were the ajoli allowed to marry? No. Ex- in exploring the, wo- the Woman King True Story... We discovered that the Dahomey female warriors, dubbed the Dahomey Amazons by Western European writers, were formerly married to the king. This rendered them celibate. In the movie, Nawi thus Nibu, enters into a romance with half Dahomey, half Portuguese slaver, portrayed by Jordan Bolger. Not only does this does the romance feel somewhat out of place in the film, it's likely never would have happened in real life. Yeah! Why, why would... These people were racist. They wouldn't want to have anything to do with the Dahomey. And the homie were killers. English naval officer Frederick Forbes recorded his own observations in 1850, writing, The Amazons were not, are not supposed to marry. And by their own statement, they have changed their sex. We are men. They are, they say, not women. All dress alike, diet alike, and male and female emulate each other. What the males do, the Amazons will endeavor to surpass. This theme of outdoing their male counterparts is demonstrated in a movie when a male and female warrior stand with a double tipped spear between their chests, leaning in the, until the warrior yields to the pain first. In 1864, Captain Richard F. Burton documented seeing over 2,000 Dahomey Amazons, stating that roughly two thirds of them shared passions and love between each other. So they're basically uh, they're basically part of the Scissor Gang. Is John Bozo's char- Boyega's character King Gezo based on the real King of the Homie? Yes, Gezo was King of the Homie in 1818 to 1855 and was known for his military reform. It's true that under his rule, the Ajoli Dahomey female warriors became a significant part of the Dahomey military expanding from roughly 6, 600 women to as many as 6000. While colonizing, while colonization by the Europeans was indeed a concern, it didn't escalate until after Gezo's reign. The territorial disputes with the French that began in 1863 led to the first Franco-Dahomean War in 1890 and the second Franco Dahomey War in 1892. Dahomey was defeated by the French in 1894, and the kingdom became a French colony of, colony of France. The kingdom of Dahomey had attained most of its wealth through the slave trade, and King Gazo was a strong proponent of slavery. He had risen to power through a coup with the help of Brazilian slave trader Francisco Feliz de Souza. Dahomey took the people of the neighboring Afganese, regions they conquered and sold them in the overseas slave trade they also kept slaves for themselves to work on world plantations king zazel reportedly told the british the slave trade has been the ruling principle of my people okay it is the source of their glory and wealth their songs celebrate their victories and the mother blows the child to sleep with the notes of triumph over the enemy reduced to slavery in reality the main conflict with white Europeans during King Gazel's reign came through the efforts of the British to bring an end to the Atlantic slave trade which the kingdom of Dahomey was a major player. The British had to blockade the ports of Dahomey in order to put a stop to the, Af- the Atlantic slave trade even after promising to end the slave trade in 18 um, in 18 I'm sorry in 1852, the year after the British imposed the blockade, King Gazel resumed trading slaves in 1857. To this end, King Gezo and the Kingdom of Dahomey are the villains of this story. Wow. That is something, man. That is something. Is the white slave trader Santo Ferreira based on a real person? Actor Hero finds Tiffin's character, the villain Santo Ferreira, is a white slave trader who speaks Portuguese and is looking. For strong black laborer slaves to take back to Brazil. While he doesn't seem to have a direct real life counterpart, he was possibly loosely inspired by Brazil's slave trader Francisco Felix de Souza, who in real life wasn't an enemy but rather helped King Gezo rise to power. To return the favor, King Gezo made de Souza the principal trade official at the court of Wanda. De Souza became a key figure in the Dahomey slave trade and that the De the Sosa family had a significant amount of political influence during Geisel's reign. So all this, are black women still going to want to see this movie? Think about it. All they want to see is men get men getting killed. That's it. Most of these black women just want to see men getting killed. That's what they lust of. How could you this is my thing how could you say you want a strong woman you know when she the reality is you're, you're believing in a lie that's my thing how are you gonna believe a lie okay I mean back in the day they had Xena the warrior princess at least try to believe I mean it's possible for women to win to win against a man it is possible depending on the woman's height or strength her pain tolerance. Yeah, a woman can win against a man. But this isn't it. Not to, not rooting for slave traders. Okay. People that sold your old people your own people. People who were part of the Atlantic slave trade. Okay. And I think you need to we need to boycott this movie. it's just it's not something that black people should be looking for why would you watch a movie glorifying the slave trade I know I'm gonna get hate for that but that's okay that is perfectly okay because it just shows you the ignorance of the black community and how they can't see no right from wrong or left from right it's okay it's perfectly okay It is what it is. But they can't complain why things can't change. They can't complain. They really can't. Because you're not willing to do what it takes to change to make those changes. That's basically it. So let's get into the story right here. About these U.S. soldiers being asked to do something that is pretty much embarrassing. Hard, Hard Talk Radio Live in 4K.
2: Here we go. Because record high inflation taking a drastic toll on our military heroes. In response, the administration now publicly encouraging them to take advantage of government handouts, food stamps. Fox & Friends, weekend co-host, U.S. Army vet, uh, Pete Higgs, joins us now. Pete,
3: are you shocked by this? No, uh, no one I've ever met joined the Army because they wanted to get rich. Uh, that's never been part of it. So I, the Army pay has been chronically low for decades. One, two percent increases. Base pay of an Army private in 2020, $21,000 a year. Now, that does not include basic allowances for housing and for sub uh, for food and other items that you could you could add to it. But that's about half what a, a McDonald's drive-thru worker makes in a base pay. So you join the Army. You're not going to get paid well. Then Joe Biden comes in with his, his his chronic policies that increase inflation, even though they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Your pay is still low. You're paying more. And
0: that's my thing. I'm like, why even try to advertise to bring people in the military when you're not even paying them right. It's bad enough they got to risk the fear of being sexually assaulted, and you can't even pay them right. There's no point in joining the military. Might as well join the French Foreign Legion, or join some other country's military. That pays well. And your
3: command and your government says, you know what? Thank you for your service. Here's some food stamps, uh, because we've made you so poor because of what you now pay, and you're, you're your your base pay is so low you can barely survive. Here's food. I mean it's 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 beyond right. shameful. It's a reflection of priorities. Uh, and, and in this particular case, chronically underpaying soldiers makes it even dif- more difficult to recruit. Recruitment is is already uh, is in the tank in the military. Hey, come join us. You can make twenty one thousand right. dollars even though inflation's at eight percent. Good luck. Yeah, and Pete of also uh, get a vaccination or you're
2: out. Uh, so we'll talk about that again. Uh, yesterday Rand Paul was at it again a chance to question uh, Anthony Fauci before he retires they were going to talk about monkeypox but Rand Paul wanted to put in perspective this whole thing about immunity, vaccines and natural immunity, watch
3: the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself you seem quite
2: certain of yourself in 2004 but in 2022 there's a lot less certainty a vaccination following infection gives an added Extra boost, and that film that you showed is really taken out of context. Right? Every time you question him, he's taken out of context. I thought it was great they rolled out
3: something from the eighties and nineties when he was speaking on C-SPAN. Your thoughts? uh it's why there is so little faith in public health institutions at this point, while people are making their own decisions based on their own uh, sense of their of their health. And this pertains back to the military, as you mentioned. The youngest, fittest portion of our population has been forced to take an experimental vaccine rapidly or lose their job. I know thousands, or personally I know dozens, but I know of hundreds and thousands of soldiers that have left the military because they said, I'm not going to be a part of this, Uh, and recruiting is, that's a huge part of the reason recruitment isn't happening either. No one's being consistent here. The Army and everyone else in the military could drop this requirement because the CDC has said we treat vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals now the same. Drop it. But the bureaucracy can't quit, stupid.
2: Right. But Secretary of Defense uh, Austin, who is a general, should know better. Use some power. You're not there just uh, just, uh, holding up a desk. No, no,
3: no, no. He's a follower. He's a White House follower. Austin's a White House follower, just like most of them. Climbed his way to the top by doing whatever politically correct policy they wanted. He's not going to take a bold stance. Look at his bold stance in Afghanistan. The, the cowardly retreat there. These are not leaders in our general class in the Pentagon right now. When it comes to paying troops or vaccine mandates, they're followers. And as a result, we get the prerogatives of the Obama administration and now the Biden administration. Trump tried to roll right. and change a lot of it, but, man, that bureaucracy fights back.
2: Uh, uh, Pete, Will just called. He said save some of it for the weekend. You're too fired up right now. So, Will, I'll be right on that in a second. Now, first off, what are you doing about the Patriot Awards at the Hard Rock?
1: Alright,
0: so, it's really, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. You can't even join the military. Not that I say you would, because it's really, it's, it's not, makes any, it doesn't make it a sense to join the military, because you're just a pawn for the elite, okay? You go over there, they lie to you, say you're fighting for freedom, but you're really there to steal people's resources and to line the pockets of corrupt bureaucrats and politicians. It's basically what you're there for. Okay, just a nice useful machine, a nice toy. There's a reason why they use the term toy soldiers for a reason. Now let's see what type of hell that Kamala Harris is being brought at her front door. Let's check that out. Okay. Raw Talk Radio live in 4K.
2: controversy over the state of Texas policy to bus migrants to other parts of this
4: country. Yeah, two buses of migrants
5: actually arrived at the DC home of Vice President Kamala Harris this morning. So let's get right over to political reporter Jack Fink, because Jack, this is really escalating. This is getting in more intense.
4: Well, it is Nicole and Doug. Governor Abbott said he sent the buses to the Vice President's home after she said in Houston last week that the border was secure. The White House sharply criticized the governor's action, calling it a cruel, premeditated political stunt. Around 6 a.m., the two buses from Texas dropped off more than 100 people from Venezuela, Cuba, and other countries outside the home of Vice President Kamala Harris.
2: Yes, they are improvising somehow,
4: and uh, the bus let them hear. And uh, they have an idea of some place you don't remember this moment, the name. The White House, the press secretary, said the administration has a process in place to manage migrants.
5: Republican governors interfering in that process and using migrants as political pawns.
0: Who's, who's using political pawns? To? You know everybody does not like Joe Biden. His voting, his, uh, he's not likable in the polls. So you need um, people from overseas to come here. ...and to vote Democrat so he could have another term. Don't talk about how they're using him as a political pawn. You're doing the same thing. Both you guys are doing the same thing. It's just, hey, this is your problem. And to mention, um, in my last stream, a woman died because you allowed a legal immigrant in this country. She, had, Yes, it was her... She had a part to play in her demise. But had Biden been stiff on illegal immigration... I bet you she would not have been able to meet this person and she would be alive today. Don't You want to know what I'm talking about? Look at my last live stream.
5: is, uh, is shameful.
4: Senator John Cornyn defended Governor Greg Abbott. It's a terrific idea. Um, I don't know how else to get President Biden's and Vice President Harris' attention to the broken border.
0: I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing because I wouldn't tell if I'm in charge of a city and people's safety and to keep people safe. I'm going to if I can't block the borders, I'm going to send them to the place where the person who's the president of my country decide to have illegal aliens here. Okay, you want them to have them here? Cool. I'm going to send all of them to you and the vice president.
4: Uh, uh, Cuz people uh, ain't dying on, on, on my the watch. The president of the Latino Civil Rights Group Lulac, Domingo Garcia of Dallas, announced they're launching a Stop the Buses program to keep them from leaving South Texas.
3: And they were just literally dumped like human garbage in front of the Vice President's house. That's unchristian.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. wait. Now we want to bring Christianity into this? So would God allow people who have not been checked properly, don't know if they have diseases, could be criminals, you don't know it because it's not... Tattoo in their forehead, MS13, or whatever gang affiliation they have, would he allow them? In, would he allow them? No, let's put it this way: Would uh, would your God, would God allow sinners into heaven? Hmm. They they just come over there. They're not screened. They don't want to do what he says. They just want to come to heaven. Would he allow? No. There's a screening process. So the same thing here with these illegal immigrants. They're not properly documented. They're still illegal. They don't belong here. Plus, we have a food shortage here. Everyone who voted for Biden should have... (laughs) Everyone who voted for Biden should have to to take four illegals into their home. Yes. You know what? I would say that, but there was an incident that happened during Obama's time where someone did take in an, uh, an illegal immigrant and their whole family got slaughtered. So I wouldn't want that on my conscience. I would just say, look, send them back. They're not, they're, they're not uh, processed to go from illegal to legal. So they got to go back. That's it. And I really can't stand these, you know, these Bible thumpers who don't know what they are talking about. They're not Christian. They're just Bible thumpers. They're just politicians. And you're basically saying we should have people in this country who we don't know who they are, if they're healthy, if they're sane, if we don't know if they're a criminal and you want them. Since he feels this way, how about he house them? Gather them all up, put them in his house. Because I'm real tired of hearing these people talk like this. No offense to Hispanics, but I'm real tired of hearing this. I really am. Because your family isn't getting murdered. Your family members ain't getting hit by a a drunk driver who's an illegal immigrant. And that has happened a few years ago. Okay? Governor Cuomo was just giving out licenses, driving licenses, to illegal immigrants. And one of them killed somebody. You want them so badly over here, they all stay at your house. And you want to profess being Christian.
3: I'm Texan, I'm American, and something that should not be allowed.
4: Governor Abbott's spokeswoman says the migrants willingly chose to go to Washington, D.C. In Houston last week, the vice president criticized the governor in an interview with KTRK.
5: People have to... Stop playing politics with the issue. And I speak in particular of of, of, of folks here in in Texas. She really
0: cannot talk playing politics. She really cannot talk. But all those men's lives I remember a man by the name of George Gage, okay? He was accused by his stepdaughter of having, of rape. And the rape kit proved that she was lying. And you still had him prosecuted, Kamala. He's still in jail till this day. Don't talk about playing politics. Oh, and messing with the uh, the, crime, the crime... What is it? The DNA analysis stuff? Okay, you didn't care about doing right. You cared about getting conviction as a prosecutor. There was also a, a case involving murder and the guy didn't do it, but you were so hell-bent on getting that guy convicted. If it had not been for a government official to step in that person will be another one of your victims, locked up on false pretenses. This woman is scary, and the fact that black women voted for her, it just, it, it, it kind, it just shows you people don't willing to look at facts. Just they don't want to look at facts.
4: This and the governor. A new UT Texas Politics Project poll shows 52% of those surveyed. Strongly support or somewhat support the state paying to bus migrants to other cities. Thirty-five percent strongly oppose or somewhat oppose. The governor has campaigned on this issue, saying if President Biden won't go to the border, he'll take the border to the president. We are not done yet. There are more cities on our list, and we will keep those buses going. To date, the governor's office says more than 10,000 migrants have been bussed from Texas to other cities, which also include New York and Chicago.
0: Nicole? Oh, not my city. Not my city. Oh, not my city. Man. Oh, man. You you had to put my city in there, man. You had to do it to me. You had to do it. I was sticking for you, Abbott. But no, you got to send him my way. No, man, that ain't fair ain't fair hold up, let me see this for a second Tiana and Tiana Stribling was killed yes, yes, I heard about that Tiana Stribling was ki- was a middle school killed when a speeding illegal ran her over in his truck, yeah yeah, I remember that and it was, come on now this is madness now. It really is going to be a, um, a disaster. This place is going to be a hellhole, and Biden is making sure of it. He's definitely making sure of it. it has me thinking. All right. With the combination, right, of the Safety Act that's going to be in, in, in force next year in uh, Illinois, in Illinois, right, and this illegal immigration, immigration problem where um, Texas government's going to be shipping them over to other cities, you're going to have gangbangers coming over from other countries and being shipped to different parts of America, especially cities. It's going to be the purge, man. It's going to be the purge. All right, let's get into this next story. Fair use, fair use.
5: because I'm like, wait, somebody's following me. And not only are they following me, it's not like they're just checking the location, they're actively watching every single turn I make. And why should you even be able to do that? Raven Lemon speaking with Fox26 after going through a terrifying experience recently, saying she was being tracked through an Apple AirPod. She says it was just a normal day grabbing dinner with a friend in the Galleria. We went outside and something just started telling me like, don't go home. With that sinking feeling, something was wrong. Raven said her and her friend decided to go to a nearby park. At this point, I'm getting notifications, but I didn't know what the notifications were. It was showing like just a, a general notification at first. So I wasn't paying attention to it. We continued going to the park. We're at the park for about almost an hour. So at this point, I just started getting notifications back to back to back to back to back. And I opened my phone, and it's telling me that somebody's been watching my location for 17 minutes. Being watched, possibly followed for 17 minutes. This is the screenshot she took after receiving that notification. Raven says it was pinpointing her exact location. At the point that I started processing what's going on, I have a background as a firearms instructor. Someone who's very passionate about, like, self-defense, self, um, self defense, safety, and just being aware of things, but nothing prepares you for this. I almost freaked out. I reverted back to my training, so I'm like, okay, think of a plan. What do I need to do? Raven says she also spoke with an employee at Apple who told her it's been happening quite a bit, which took her by surprise, telling her the most common places where they're being placed on cars. All of the places I didn't look is where he told me it could have been. Inside the gas cap, inside the tire, in the back of the tire. Any type of crease, any space where there's like this much space, they can either tape it in there, they can tie it in there. And that was Tiffany Justice reporting. A triple murder, a mother demanding justice. Fox 26's Domley Keith has that story.
0: My- Unfortunately, you're going to have a lot of men out here that are going to be desperate. I don't know how to say. It's just... The simpin is just turning dangerous every minute. I don't know what to say. People, women just going to have to protect themselves, learn to carry and... Because uh, life is getting dangerous by the minute.
5: My son in the concrete, dying, dying by the <laughs> after Lisa Matavia Aguilar's son, German Matavia Aguilar, was shot to death in the parking lot outside Hart Nightclub on Washington Avenue on August 14th. I just need justice because this guy is anxious to kill people. Houston police investigators say Aguilar's son was shot by his ex-girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. The gunfire also left a bouncer shot in the arm and another man who accidentally shot himself in the leg. Detectives say the ex-girlfriend then left with the shooter and a white jeep grand cherokee i just need these two
0: wow you gotta be careful who we pick man because these people crazy they don't like breakups they don't like it when you when you break up with them nuts
5: these two criminals to be in jail that's what i need because they killed my son Another unthinkable crime over on Washington Avenue, a Houston man severely beaten in Houston's Rice Military neighborhood. His wife shared his story exclusively with FOX 26's Natalie Heath. I have a husband and my daughter has a father because of you, so... You know... Thank you. It's been an emotional few days for Lindsay as she tries to understand who and why a group of guys would brutally attack her husband unprovoked. She's asked us only to use her first name for safety reasons. Stitches here and here. Houston police say it happened around 2.15 a.m. Friday on the 5300 block of Washington Avenue as her husband was leaving a bar to head home. That's when Lindsay says four white men in their 20s approached him. Walked outside, Um, they're waiting for this Uber, looking at their phones, and out of nowhere my husband gets hit from back here. He then gets hit in the face. you can see his teeth through the hole. A friend didn't recognize any of the four guys from earlier in the... Begging the public to you. Well, we did ask one of the bars here on Washington Avenue for any surveillance video. One of the attorneys tells me that their cameras didn't capture anything, but the Houston Police Department is asking for your help. If you know anything about this case, you are urged to contact the Major Assault Department.
0: All right. Some of that was a little, you know, I'm not trying not to get dinged. uh, Try not to get dinged by, you know, YouTube. Alright, so, would you like to know about uh, Joe Biden's uh, dealings with uh, a Haitian dictator? How many of you want to know that? Put a one in the chat. Would you want to know what Joe Biden was doing with a Haitian dictator? Let me know. I'll tell you anyway. Let's get to it. Biden's dirty deal sold out Haitian democracy for immigrant deportations, former envoy says. Okay, Biden's dirty deal sold out Haiti Haiti and a democracy for for migrant deportations, former envoy says. The Biden administration scuttled Haiti's plans for free elections and backed a de facto dictator in exchange for his willingness to accept deportees, America's former envoy to the country says. An area where about 14,000 migrants, many from Haiti, were camping out along the De- Del Rio International Bridge is seen with a large portion of the area cleaned up as authorities continued to process and remove them on September 23, 2021. In Del Rio, Texas, Henry agreed to take in deported Haitians, Foute says, and the Bush and the Biden administration stopped pushing for democracy on the Caribbean nations. Though reports by the New York Times AFP via Getty Images, Texas encampment crisis, the Biden administration decided to deport most of the Haitians by air from Laughlin Air Force Base outside Del Rio. But this required formal Haitian approval. Henry agreed. This, this is insane, man. But... What could I say? I mean, Biden is really, you know, he's showing his racism. That's what I could tell you. He's showing his racism. You can't, you know, tell me he's not racist. You want to scream at Trump? Well, guess what? You got racism coming this way as well. Uh, be loving Trump. I mean, both of them are bad, just in their different ways. Biden is just showing in your face that he doesn't care about you. He's making it clear, I do not care about you. All right. But unfortunately, you have people still thinking that he's doing that he's doing uh, he's doing a service. All right. Don't forget if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, get your booty to the poll. I remember that one. I, I still can't forget that. Get your booty to the poll. And black people were just... I talked to Democratic black people and they were saying, it's okay. I'm like, he basically insulting you. You know what that means? It means that, you know, you were... You're nothing he looks at you nothing more than an animal okay that's what he sees you as he can't see you as nothing else but that okay you are just somebody that is dumb that he could throw things in your face and sad to say he has proved it he's proved it He's proved it that, you know, he can do whatever he wants. He can screw over black people, get the vote, and screw them over. And what are black people going to do? Nothing. What are they going to do? What are they going to say? Are they going to try to hold Biden to his feet to the fire? No. They're just going to go along. But if you challenge them and say anything about Biden, they'll call you a coon. Or say orange man is bad. Orange man may be bad, but ju- Biden is just as bad. He get put crack pipes in your communities. Come on now. That's what he's done. He doesn't care. Okay. Let me keep. Let me just keep going. All right. Administration, all right, let me read. All right. Daniel Foute, the Biden appointed former U.S. special envoy to Haiti, says the administration has supported Dr. Ariel Henry, who took power as both acting prime minister and acting president after the assassination of President Joville Moise because he was willing to accept Haitian migrants who had rushed the U.S. border. Henry was supposed to have organized new elections by now, but in September 2021. A large group of Haitian migrants camped in Del Rio, Texas, and images the encampment, including border agents on horseback, trying to prevent them from crossing the river, caused a political headache for President Biden. Henry agreed to take in deported Haitians, Fute says, and the Biden administration stopped pushing for democracy on the Caribbean nation. I'm confident that the chief reason that they did that is his, Henry's, malleability, and the fact that he agreed that he would take all the deportees that they wanted to send. It wasn't long after that we started putting them on planes, Futi told me in an interview for my forthcoming book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. <laughs> the U.S. carried out a non-democratic transfer of power. We just kicked, We were just kicking the can down the road so that we don't upset the vote moving toward the midterms. On the morning of July 7, 2021, two dozen armed men stormed the Haitian presidential compound, killing President Moyes with 12 shots and wounding his wife. The case remains unsolved, though reports by the New York Times and CNN show that Henry is close to one of the men accused of the murder, Joseph Felix Badio. Henry has denied any involvement. Henry was supposed to oversee the work of a provisional electoral council. That was organizing Haiti's long-overdue presidential and parliamentary elections, set for November 2021. But nearly a year later, Henry remains Haiti's U.S.-backed chief of state. No elections have taken place. Meanwhile, the country's bicameral national assembly legislature, which is supposed to provide ratifying checks or balances on executive branch power, is defunct. As is the nation's supreme court. Henry is the leader with no domestic checks on power. A dictator. Fulte, who was appointed envoy shortly after the assassination, thinks the Del Rio encampment is why Biden's officials have looked the other way. That's what I'm saying, man. This proves right here. This proves right here that we have secret societies. We have our government doing the bidding of them, putting puppet governments there. All right? There are many things said why the Haitian president was assassinated. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. Because, uh, you know, censorship. But the reality is is that this is what the U.S. government has been doing for decades. Putting up puppet leaders, okay? Making friends with dictators. Practically placing dictators in countries that want freedom, okay? There's obviously something that the previous Haitian Prime Minister was doing that the U.S. government did not like, okay? Because he was a dictator. He put he had street gangs um, running away his competition. Look into this man. The man that was assassinated, um, the presidential Haitian leader, he was not a good person, okay? And he probably didn't, he did something that wasn't cool with Biden, and he got taken out. Starting on about September 18, 2021, a massive and squalid encampment that would quickly peak at some 17,000 mostly Haitian immigrants suddenly formed on the Texas side of the Rio Grande under the bridge between Del Rio in Texas and Cuad Acuna in Mexico. White House advisors viewed the Texas encampment crisis as a serious political threat to democratic prospects in the 2022 midterm elections. The Biden administration decided to deport most of the Haitians by air from Lang Air Force Base outside Del Rio, but this required formal Haitian approval, Henry agreed. The first of what would be 58 flights from the Del Rio camp carrying nearly 9,000 Haitians from the Texas started landing in Port-au-Prince on September 20th, and on September 27th, Henry abolished the Provisional Electoral Council ahead of elections. You could not have done such a thing without American backing and the effective um, anointment of Henry to indefinite power, says Fute, whose input senior State Department officials told him they did not want because the decision was already made. On September 22nd, Fute resigned over the undermining of Haitian democracy. His departure falsely reported as stemming only from moral objections to the air expulsions from Del Rio. The biggest reason he resigned, Futi told me for overrun, was President Biden's government morally reprehensible backing of Henry to power by scuttling the, dem- the-, the democracy restoration process in exchange for Henry's agreement to accept the deportation flights from Texas. So basically, screwed over the Haitian people. They wanted democracy. They wanted the freedom to vote for who they wanted in office. Wow. So... Biden was like, I'll take away this uh, nasty democracy that these Haitians want. I'll back you with that. And you just take these um, pesky immigrants. Said deal. Made a deal with the devil. I believe they were terrified of immigration as an issue in the midterms and beyond, Fute says. In its haste to scuttle Haitian democracy, Fute noted the Biden administration showed no fealty. To its most exalted immigration policy ideals, its dedication to addressing so-called root causes of immigration to the American border, such as poverty, violence, and poor governance, we're just adding to the human tragedy in a place where the state has already failed in creating more demand for immigration by doing that. Puget says. Whereas, if we did like, if we did it like reasonable adults and thought through the best way to do it, we could address the do- the drivers of immigration and minimize the amount of immigration. Biden also faces critics in his own party. In March, in March seven U.S. members of Congress pushed Biden to withdraw support for Haiti's Prime Minister Ariel Henry and instead pushed for a transitional government. If we look at what the reasons behind the immigration, it really comes down to political instability that increases the crime going on in Haiti. Haitian-American Representative Sheila Chifis-McCormack, Democrat of Florida, said to Reuters, but an agreeable straw man is referable to an electorate government that might block the flights. As the Wall Street Journal reported last year, some of Mr. Biden's top advisors who favored the mass deportations said images of migrants under the bridge weeks after the chaotic withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan could add to criticism that the administration was losing control of tough situations. Amid electoral setbacks in Virginia and in New Jersey for Democrats, At the time and the disarray of the Del Rio camp, the Western Post reported the White House found itself under pressure to avoid further scenes of chaos at the border. Top moderate advisers viewed the crisis almost entirely from a political lens, the paper reported. And even though the Biden administration had bashed Donald Trump's policy, it knew that the air deportations were highly effective at deterring illegal immigration. By the end of September 2021, some 8,000 Haitians had deported, and the camp was mostly forgotten by the media. Okay. The Biden administration made a show of ending the Del Rio flights under pressure from the party's liberal progressive wing, which was outraged by them. But in December 2021, as the number of Haitians began to climb again, the administration restarted the Haitian deportation flights. Henry was still there to accept more than 10,000 returned Haitians from January through April 2022. No new similar camp of Haitians had ever formed again. Henry still has not re-established the Provisional Electoral Council. Todd Benson is a National Security Fellow at the Center of Immigration Studies and the author of the fourth Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Yeah, man. So, thank your President Biden selected that has basically doing his job, just causing more embarrassment one situation at a time. It's going to be interesting how these, uh, Elections are gonna go down. If we even have elections. Because they're saying that the... uh, There could be a crash... um, This November or this January. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, Hey man. It's just... um, Things are crazy. That's all I can tell you. Things are absolutely... Just insane. That's what I can tell you. Here's something to go into right now. Going to learn about this situation. Got some sickos out here. That's all I can say. Got some sick, sick people out here. Fair use, though. Hard right, Talk Radio Live in 4K.
1: Greenville, the founder and owner of Rock Star Cheer and Dance, has died. That is according to the gym. The coroner's office says that Scott Foster was found dead Monday night in his vehicle at Paris Mountain State Park. He says that Foster died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The coroner has ruled his death a suicide.
0: Sometimes people take their own cells out. The trash takes them own cells out. Okay. So I'll get into this. All right. All right. So what we have here is the Rockstar cheer sex abuse scandal grows as more coaches are accused. Six more former Rockstar cheer coaches have been accused of sexually abusing Myers in a federal lawsuit amend September 15th. The latest development in the escalating scandal that has sent shockwaves. Sorry, one second. That has sent shockwaves through the world of competitive cheerleading. The lawsuit originally filed September first, now includes three additional female plaintiffs, all unidentified plus to new coaches, who are accused of who accused publicly for the first time. Scott Foster, founder of the cheerleaders' gym in Greenville County, and the coaches are accused of a range of misconduct, including rape, <clears throat> excuse me, providing drugs to athletes, groping, and inappropriate touching. And the exchange of sexual images. In several instances, the alleged abuse occurred when the plaintiffs were minors. Nearly all of the abuse is alleged to have occurred while the defendants were coaching at Rockstar and Dance Incorporated, the now shuttered competitive cheerleading gym in Greer. In one case, Foster allegedly provided drugs to an athlete while at Cheers Skills Camp in Miami. The foster was found. Have died by suicide last month, according to the Greenville County Coroner's Office. Allegations revealed Thursday represent a significant new milestone in the unfounding Rockstar Chair scandal. Though previous legal findings and press release had alluded to the abusive by multiple Coaches Only Foster Rockstar decreased deceased owner was identified by name. Now the widening inquiry has ensnared other individuals. The amended lawsuit includes one defendant who ran a company and did not apparently serve as a cheer coach. This is crazy, man. I think basically, you know, for cheerleaders and stuff, it should be women in that. Women coaches um, teaching women how to be cheerleaders. That's it. No men allowed. That's basically how to do it. Okay? Now we have another story. Okay? This is a story basically how I see it is a way that, um, how do I put this? It's basically a lesson to not say that, oh, men have it easy. No, we don't. And I'm going to read this story to you. Nora Vincent, the author of The Self-Made Man, okay, of Self-Made Man, has died by assisted suicide nora was a radical feminist oh boy who believed men lived on easy mode and tried to prove it by disguising herself as a man for two years instead what she found out is men actually have it harder and wrote a book about her experiences in fact the experience was so bad she had to stop at 18 months because she was starting to hate women due to how bad all of them treated her when they believed she was a man and was left with psychological scars that accompanied her all her life okay so basically what happened was it that she decided to be undercover as a man and she had to go through you know being rejected by women at clubs she had to deal with you know the dirty looks sometimes uh, just the stuff that us men go through all right and she couldn't handle it. That's it. She could not handle it. And she wasn't used to the rejection because she's a woman. Men are the ones that we have to be the ones to provide. We are the ones to protect. We are the ones to lay our life down for our loved ones and our women. Our children. Women have it on easy mode. Okay? That is a fact. Women have it on easy mode. okay that is just the bottom line women don't like to hear this but it's the truth okay both sides have their struggles I'll put it that way men and women are not equal but we have our struggles okay we have our struggles and that's it and we have to respect that But unfortunately with feminism, okay, and the alphabet mafia and all these other types of agendas are messing things up and causing women and men sometimes to delete themselves because we're not willing to look at the natural order of things, okay? We're different and that makes us unique. It makes us beautiful. There's a beauty in being a man. A man being a man. There's a beauty in a woman being a woman. Just is. And to mess that up is that is when you have chaos. And unfortunately this woman took her own life. Because she couldn't handle the fact of she thought things would be easy being a man. And it's not. Men have to deal with rejection. We have to deal with trying to better ourselves to get the woman that we want. Okay? Or to have somebody that will, you know, like us back. See that we are okay to like. Alright? Feminism kills, man. This leftist, woke, liberal mindset, it kills. ...and the agendas that are to attack men... ...it's serious... ...because when you're attacking men... ...you're attacking... ...women too... ...because it takes two of us to make... ...kids... ...to make civilization... ...unfortunately many people are not going to see it that way... ...these... ...this stupid gender role that's online... ...and sometimes you see it in real life... ...it's not helping... It's hurting. Feminism, it's not helping, okay? It's not helping, okay? Femin- I'll say it again. Feminism was not meant for black women. It's not. It never was. <clears throat> it never was meant for black women. It's meant for white women to be on equal footing with white men. All right? That, I'll say it again. Feminism was for white women to be on equal footing with white men. Anybody else is used as a beast of burden. That is why you have white women making more than black women. And they are not fighting for equal pay with their black female counterparts. They're not fighting for that. They're putting out movies like woman king to divide black women and black men putting out a historically inaccurate movie glorifying the slave trade okay that many white white men in the south and white women in the south benefited from okay hollywood is liberal therefore feminism okay and they put out a movie that glorifies the slave trade that glorified being rich off of black people's sweat suffering and abuse at their hands feminism okay they even had Female slave, ma- uh, white female slave masters back in the day. You don't talk about that. But black women still want to be feminists. I don't know why. <clears throat> They're not for you. They were happy when black women were having more abortions than white women. But now because, you know, white women end up having more abortions, they changed it around. They took down Roe v. Wade. That's basically what it was. Hell, they even had, you know, a department store. I forgot the name of the department store. I forgot the name of it. No, Levi's, Levi's jeans. Buy a pair of Levi's jeans. Help a help a minority woman have an abortion. Minority woman. This is feminism right now. Feminism is for abortion. Okay. That's what they're about. Putting themselves up and making sure any other ethnic group is last, or so they're on the abortion list. Unfortunately, feminism killed this woman, right here. It killed her because it had her so blind, so reprobate that she thought the gender that's supposed to be providing, the gender that has built most of civilization has it easy. How could the gender that has built everything from cars, computers, toilets, Food, I mean, not built food, has, you know, built shelter, okay, provided law enforcement, how could they have it easy? How could that gender have it easy? They're the ones who are building societies, who have to go to war. How could they have it easy? She found out the hard way, we don't have it easy we don't and this was a white woman trying to just live as an undercover as an average white man and it killed her biology's not a joke
1: that's all I gotta say like, share, comment, and subscribe later